Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. In my podcast about cemeteries, I told you a little bit about Kitty. Now I'm going to introduce you to her in a much more detailed and intimate way. Hot sausage patties on slices of fresh, soft white bread, slathered with spoonfuls of mayonnaise. Can't you just smell those patties hitting the bread? It's late afternoon, and the kitchen walls are streaked in pastel from the stained glass windows that reflect the light. Cicadas are starting to tune up for their evening love song. It's that quiet time of day, and the sun is descending, bringing an end to my day with the woman I dearly love. Sitting on a stool in the middle of the room, I watch as my sandwich is fixed just for me, exactly the way I like it, because I was special. I knew I belonged to the woman at the stove, my great aunt, my kitty. She had short snow white hair. Her curls were precise, never losing their tiny round shape that came from her weekly washing set. In later years, I wondered, did she ever comb it out? I wonder what that would look like, imagining a round white halo around her head. But of course, she wouldn't do that, not at her age. She wore her Sunday dress light blue with a belt showing off her petite figure. In sizes these days, she'd wear about a size four. Her feet danced from stove to fridge in her usual three-inch heels, so sharp and pointed, you made sure you stayed out of her way. She'd worn her high heels for so long, her calf muscles required to heel on shoes just to make sure she could get around. And get around she did. At 65, she kept me hopping. She never married. She lived alone in the Halsey home next door to my grandfather, who was her brother, and his wife. The best part of her was her love for me from the minute I was born. She loved everything about me, and I've spent a lot of time with her. From the time I could walk, I went with her every day to the train depot. We'd watch the trains come in, and sometimes even the engineer would wave. Then we'd go feed the ducks at Big Spring Pond, and she also had a plastic bag filled with crumbs that she collected over the week so we could give them to the ducks. I also spent every Sunday afternoon after church with her. We did whatever I wanted. First, we went to the Russell Erskine Hotel for lunch, and what a grand old place it was. The only hotel in town, it got regular use on special occasions, even though its heyday had passed years before. She let me walk all the way up the winding marble staircase to use the ladies' room. On the way down, I made sure my hand was on the brass banister to showcase my descent into the vaulted ceiling lobby. Then we'd peek into the grand ballroom, which was closed on Sunday, but we knew nobody'd stop us. Sparkling chandeliers lit the gilded molding. You could almost hear conversation and music floating out of the walls if you stood still in there for just a minute. It was so quiet and so big, I felt like a little fly in the doorway. It was better than church for getting that religious feeling. 
Next, we entered the dining room. White tablecloths, white linen napkins, waiters in black and white and with white towels over their arms. After we made our way to a table in the middle of the room, a waiter would come almost immediately saying, And what may I get you ladies to drink today, Miss Kitty? They all knew her. She was kind of famous in our town. She often ate there alone during the week and many times would stop in for a cup of tea on her afternoon walk downtown. Then we went through the buffet line. Lord, how I love a good buffet. All those choices, all those flavors and colors. Take what you want, but eat what you take, she said without fail every single Sunday. And take I did. It's just not possible to have a Sunday dinner without cornbread, ham, roast beef, fried chicken, banana pudding, and cobbler. And sometimes the waiters even brought us a free scoop of vanilla ice cream just because they liked us. Then we walked around the block to the movies. We saw all the great movies together. The Ten Commandments, Fantasia, three times, circus movies with Kirk Douglas, cowboy movie starring John Wayne, Gone with the Wind. She'd see anything I wanted to see. At the movies, of course, we had popcorn and milk duds. You know how to eat those? Here, I'll tell you. You fill your mouth with popcorn and then cram in a milk dud, mashing the caramel in with the popcorn as you chew it up. If it didn't come out right, you know, equal amounts of popcorn and caramel flavor. You stuff more popcorn in and then another milk dud and so on until you got it just right. After the movie, we walked to her house. Kitty told me about all the people who owned the stores around the town square, like Mr. Phillip, who owned the antique store and never married. But everybody said that was okay because he was just that kind of man. You know, that puzzled me. Kitty never married either, but they didn't say that about her. I think it's because she wasn't allowed to marry that Yankee man she met when she was young. She'd had to go away to a sanatorium because of tuberculosis. And in the end, her family wouldn't have let her marry a Yankee anyway. It made me sad when she told me that story. I think it made her sad, too. When we got back to her Victorian house, where she and my grandfather grew up, we would stay for a little while in her bedroom because she'd say, Law, I need to put my feet up. She might lay down on one of her twin beds as I wandered around her bedroom looking at her matchbook collection or her commemorative spoons collection. But my favorite pastime, which we didn't get to do every Sunday, was to bring out her jewelry. She had a story for each piece. I heard all about who they belonged to before and how much each piece meant, and I never tired hearing all of them over and over. But if I was allowed to get out her jewelry, I knew I'd get to wear some of it with her high heels and big hats. I'd go into her walk-in closet and pick out my high heels. Next, I'd adorn my hands with jewels. Then, clumping into the foyer in her two big shoes, I'd wait while she wound up the music box and we danced up and down the long room to waltzes and gallops. Around and around the room we'd spin, heels clicking, mind clumping in each other's arms. Well, after that, we needed a snack. That's when we wound up in the kitchen. Usually, she worried about those sausage sandwiches because it was so close to supper time and she didn't want my mother to be angry with her. But mostly, I got my way. Sometimes I humored her and we picked fresh figs, her favorite fruit, 
from the trees in her backyard. As we ate them, we toured the flowers all around her house, stopping to admire the peonies if they were in bloom, covered with ants and slowly unfurling their delicate petals. She was the most important woman in my life. I felt safe with her. She made me feel like a million bucks. Sometimes when I think of her in the early morning, I say softly to myself, Kitty, put your arms around me. Let me know you're here. And when I do, I see her blue eyes sparkling with love for me. And I'm reminded of how grateful I am that she was there, there to tell me I was okay, that I could have whatever I wanted. I could have it all if I wanted. Food, movies, dress up, dancing with someone I love, music, grand hotels. To her, I was perfect no matter what. Fat or thin, silly or solemn, dirty or clean, still perfect. She saved my life. She showed me how lovable I can be and how to let that in and laugh out loud with happiness. Without her, I would never have known the joy of myself. She set me on my path as surely as God, clothed in love and acceptance. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.